Welcome to Diversity Matters, the podcast about diversity, equity, and inclusion at Ireland Home Based Services. I'm your host, Susanna Olivas. As always, to start this podcast, we want to remind you what DE&I stands for. The D stands for diversity, E stands for equity, and I stands for inclusion. Our mission statement for the DE&I committee is working together to build a diverse, equitable, and inclusive environment for all. For this episode, we are going to talk about Hispanic Heritage Month. From September 15th to October 15th, we recognize the historical and cultural contributions of individuals and groups from Hispanic and Latino descent in the United States. This includes cultures that come from Spain, Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central and South America. There are a total of 20 different countries and 14 different territories. The days between September 15th and October 15th were chosen to commemorate five different Latin America countries gaining their independence from Spain in 1821. In 1968, President Lyndon Johnson started the Observation of Hispanic Heritage Week, and in 1988, it was expanded by President Ronald Reagan to cover a 30-day period starting September 15th. On August 17, 1988, Hispanic Heritage Month was enacted into law. Latinos and Hispanics have helped contribute to many parts of American culture and society throughout the years. This includes but is not limited to contributions in science, medicine, literature, art, sports, law, government, and politics. There are many different things you need to consider when working with someone who considers themselves of Hispanic or Latino descent. This can include the different workers, clients, other providers, or even someone working in the community resource you may utilize that you may come in contact with. Before we begin, we will discuss the differences in the terms Hispanic and Latino. Hispanic refers to individuals who are Spanish-speaking or have a background in a Spanish-speaking country. Latino, however, refers to those who are from or have a background in a Latin American country. This term is more widely accepted as it incorporates the population in Latin America as well. Although these two terms can be used interchangeably, they do not mean the same thing. Generally, you may use the term Latino. Using the term Hispanic is correct, but only if you are talking to someone who speaks Spanish or comes from a Spanish-speaking country. If you are ever unsure of what term someone may want to be called, be sure to ask them. It is better to ask someone than to assume and call somebody by a term they may not like or want to be referred by. Be sure to ask your team members, supervisors, or clients what they prefer. When working with someone who is of Latino descent, it is important to understand the role of cultural values the community has. One of the more important cultural values is family. You may notice this when you are working in the field. The family unit is the single most important unit in the Latino culture. It influences the perception and behavior of its members as to how they see the outside world. 
Latinos see themselves as representing their family in the outside world and not just at home. Latinos tend to be highly group-oriented. A strong emphasis is placed on family as the major source of one's identity and protection against the hardships of life. This sense of family belonging is intense and limited to the family and also close friends. You may see that a Latino client is more likely to have social supports due to families trying to stay together as often as possible. This may not be the case for every client that you may have, however. Family is one of the number one things of a Latino's life. Family units will stay together and elders will stay with the families until they pass. Families are also more likely to have two or more children. And also families tend to try to live in the same cities or regions whenever it is possible. It is common for Latino families to have other relatives over as guests. Regardless of the amount of room a family has in their home, people will often try to sleep where they can, such as a couch or a sofa or the floor. And this is because the point of visiting family is to spend as much time with them as possible so they will not stay in a hotel room to make the most of their time. It is common for families to come together to celebrate special occasions such as holidays, birthdays, baptisms, graduations, and even weddings. It is often very common for families to share responsibilities by helping other family members in needs. They will help by loaning money, offering a place to live, taking care of sick family members, or care of children to allow parents to go to work. It is likely that you will see family members when providing services to Latino clients. If a client does not have social supports, they may be here for other reasons. You should explore all social supports with all clients. Other values that Hispanic families instill in their children is the importance of honor, good manners, and respect for authority and the elderly. Preserving the Spanish language within the family is a common practice in most Hispanic homes. It is common for Hispanic homes to be bilingual. At times, it may even be common for children to translate for older adults in the home. When working with a client, it is important to remember that family unity, respect for parents, religious beliefs, a strong work ethic, and a sense of loyalty are values deeply rooted in the Latino family. With this in mind, preserving the Latino identity is held to high importance because of the negative stereotypes viewed on Latinos. Latinos come from a collectivistic culture where group activities are dominant, responsibility is shared, and accountability is collective. Because of the emphasis of collectivity, harmony, and cooperation in the group tend to be highly emphasized more than individual function and responsibility. The traditional patriarchal structure grants the father or oldest male relative the greatest authority, whereas women are expected to show submission. Children are taught to show heightened respect to those that are noticeably older than themselves. They are told to do so by giving way to them in public, also to allow them to be served first. Children should also allow elders to take their seat if there's no other seats left. Children are also told not to toss someone an object, but instead to pass it to them. They should hand it to them directly and respectfully. It is best to be respectful and not to play when helping their elders. You may see a family where the father is the one who makes all the rules and everyone in the household needs to respect and follow his orders. This is not abnormal and could be hard for the clients to change this patriarchal structure. 
When working with someone who considers themselves Hispanic or Latino, it is important not to allow stereotypes to influence you. There are a number of positive and negative stereotypes associated with Latinos and Hispanics. We briefly touched on a stereotype earlier when talking about whether to say if someone is Hispanic or Latino. Another term you should be mindful of is Mexican. Living in the United States, it may be easy to assume that every Latino is Mexican, but you should always ask to ensure that you are using the correct and preferred term for each person. Some of the stereotypes that you may hear are that Latinos have subordinate roles such as gardeners, maids, dropouts, or criminals. This stereotype comes from the assumption that due to not having papers, Latinos need to work under the table. Latinos are often seen as illegal and not from this country, and they are here to steal American jobs, when in fact, research suggests the opposite. A study from the Bell Policy Center examined the impact of undocumented immigrant labor in Colorado, and the study actually found that, that for every job held by an undocumented immigrant, an additional 0.8% jobs were created. Also, Another stereotype is that due to the Latino communication style being expressive and emotional, Latinos can be viewed as hostile or angry. It is important to know that this is a way for Latinos to interact with one another. It is accepted to show positive emotions in the home as well as in the business. Mexicans will often interrupt each other or speak at the same time. It is common to touch each other's wrist or upper arm when talking or to pat someone on the shoulder and to be very expressive when speaking. Latinos are known to be expressive and vocal with how they feel. They may be seen as angry or mad when they are just trying to express themselves. It does not mean that they have lost their temper in any way. Due to the media, it is also common to think that Latinos are criminals. A study done by The Hollywood Reporter showed that half of the Latino characters you see on television are portrayed as criminals. This then leads to the stereotypes that Latinos are dangerous and damaging. Always remember that you should not assume that everyone is the same, no matter their age, color, race, gender, etc. Meeting one person does not mean that you have met everyone with the same background or preference or anything at all. Each and every person is different. Now we're going to talk about the different ways you can celebrate Latino culture and heritage this month. One way is to eat and bring others to the table. Latinos are very hospitable and their love for food speaks volumes in their delicious and spicy cuisine. Have a family or a friend night where you can try a new recipe together. If you do not feel like cooking, you can always support a local business by trying a new restaurant together. You can even sing and dance to Latin music or learn a new word or two in Spanish. There are many different apps that you can download that can help you learn a new language. One way to celebrate is to support Latino-owned business. This is great for you to support someone financially while also helping them build their business. If you are not able to buy something, don't be afraid to share their store on social media with others you may know. Another way to celebrate is to continue to learn about Latin history and culture. Even if you take the time to learn about a different person or cultural event, you can go to a museum, listen to a podcast, watch a movie, or go to the library. By going to the library, you will have access to literature. The library is great and full of free resources such as books, movies, audiobooks, and magazines. If you need additional help, you can always ask for help from the librarians who may already have these materials pulled out and ready for others to use. 
There are also some websites that you can learn more about Latin culture and history. Be sure to look up different artists, authors, musicians, or anything else that you have questions on. Also, be sure to look out for more resources in our announcements. One thing to keep in mind is that you can honor others of color any time of the year. You do not need a dedicated month to honor and recognize others. These months are there to help you bring them to light and possibly join community events. Thank you for listening to the Hispanic Heritage Month episode for the Diversity Matters podcast. To recap this episode, we talked about the terms Hispanic and Latino, Latino values, the family structure, stereotypes to avoid, and how to celebrate and honor the Latino culture and heritage. We want you to keep listening for our upcoming episodes. Please feel free to reach out to us if you want us to have you on an episode, or even if you have an idea for an episode. We want to hear from you guys on our podcast, so we ask for you to submit your request to us. Remember to send any feedback or request to the diversity committee, and we cannot wait to hear from you.